Rabbi good evening. Erev Tov, Shalom Aleichem. We're recording this Gedolim uh, podcast, which has been in a hiatus for, um, for a while. And first of all, before I start speaking about what we're, the topic we're going to talk about, the personality, the Torah personality, great Torah personality we're going to talk about, I want to first extend Mazel Tov on my behalf to Yisrael on the recent marriage to his wife, Leora, Ni Shapiro, and now Yudkowsky. And I think it's only like, you know, six, seven weeks ago, maybe it's less, I'm not more, I'm not sure, but I have to tell you that was an amazing, amazing chasna. We, were, we had this chus of having the young couple in our home this past Shabbos for Shabbos Shudas, and just expressed to Leora how wonderful it was to be at that wedding and what kind of special wedding it was and especially for the boys from the yeshiva they enjoyed especially the last part which was the dj which was like top of the line i wasn't able i wasn't zocher to stay for that part but it was just great and i saw some videos if you want to wish a mazel tov and they should have mitzvah shem be zocher to build a bias never be yisrael and mitzvah shem have a lot of bracha vatzlacha and we have a lot of Akar Satov to Yisrael especially, so Mirz Hashem, all the brachas should be kefal kiflayim. So tonight is Erev Asar B'Tevis, the tenth day of Tevis. And um, so we know that these days it's cold outside. Um, I don't know, as I get older, I get colder a lot easier. I was in Yeshiva today and, I was, and you know, some of the boys went up in the, wanted to open the windows. It's really not freezing over here like it is in America. But over here, it's still, it's very windy, and it's cold, and I try to take care of myself. So I told the boys, they wanted to open up a little bit, and I said, you know, open up a little bit. And then afterwards, I said, you don't mind, you don't mind closing it. It's cold days. <clears throat> it's the middle of the winter. In the Gaiyashi year, it's uh, the New Year's, and uh, we don't necessarily celebrate that. <clears throat> we have a different type of New Year. But these days are days which are <clears throat> days of Tainus, Tainus is Arbatavis, which we know, according to Chazal, is really three days of Ches, Tes, and Yud. And Asar um, B'Tevis is because of the siege of Nebuchadnezzar um, around Yerushalayim and the Bayis Rishon. And the, uh, but we know that Ches and Tes are also terrible days, the days that Talmud uh, asked that they should translate the Torah into Greek, into the Greek language, and Tess, it's not so clear, but they say that's also the day that Ezra Seifer, <coughs> Ezra Seifer was Nifter, <coughs> which was a tremendous calamity. So the days are days of Tevis on one hand, but it's the days of, 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 of introspection, because really what it's all about <coughs> is really about Churban Abayas, and it's also interjected with the fact that it's Parshas Vayechi. Vayechi speaks about Yaakov Avinu. <coughs> Yaakov Avinu going down to Mitzrayim, meeting up with Yosef, the last 17 years of his life. And um, so on one hand, it's cold, it's dark, it's the middle of the winter, it's the, it's the days of, of, of reflection on this Churban Amigdash. And the only way we can really... Um, uh, pick ourselves up is to recognize that there's light, that there's a lot of light, a lot of great, great lights. And that's what we, we had Hanukkah. And even though now Hanukkah has supposedly ended, 
but we carry the lights of Hanukkah with us all the way to the next Yontif, which is going to be the Yontif of Purim. So tonight's Torah personality <coughs> we're going to talk about is the great Mashkiach of Yeshivas near Yisrael, the Mashkiach, the Gain, the Tzaddik, Reb David Krongler, and it's hard to believe that it, we're celebra- celebrating or we're, we're remembering the 50th yard site 50 years ago. So it sounds like, you know, for many people, you might not have heard about Reb David, but for those of us that grew up in Baltimore, those that went to Neri Yisrael, and for anyone that uh, is a, a Talmud of the Olam HaTorah and the Olam HaYeshivas, Reb David was the link in the chain between the old world, the world of Musr, of the Mir in Europe, and he went through not only the Mir in Europe, in Poland, but then he went through Shanghai, and eventually he came to the shores of America and became the Mashkiach in Yeshivas near Yisrael in Baltimore. And when I look at, you know, how we can reflect upon Reb David, <coughs> after 50 years you really see what Reb David transplanted. Now Reb David was a Balmusser. Reb David lived in the world of Yira in its fullest, fullest fashion. And he came to the land of America to boys that were used to playing ball, boys that were in a culture which was the antithesis of what Yerushalayim is. And he had the great skill to be able to impart true the Avedis HaMusser of Rabbi Sol Salanter and what he took from his rabbis from Rabbi Rucham and Rabbi Chatzkel. And he was able to, to bring it to the level of the Olam HaTayra in the, in the yeshiva world in America, specifically in Baltimore. But I think that his, his, his impression is felt not only in the city of Baltimore, but throughout the entire American world. I heard that Reb Chaim Shalevitz, when he was Masbid, Reb David, if Reb David was Nifter, and Reb David was Nifter at a very fairly young age, he was maybe 62 years old, and it didn't seem to be like that. You know, when you knew Reb David, everyone thought that Reb David was like so much older, but he was really passed away at a young age, relatively young age. And um, Reb Chaim said that only Reb David was, had the ability to be able to transform the Americans into real Balei Musr. I was able to learn by Talmidim from Reb David. I saw Reb David myself not being a Talmud, but I was a child growing up in his house, and my childhood was enriched by the fact that I was able to play in his backyard, so to speak. Uh, not a Talmud, but I would say it was a Chanich. I was educated by Reb David. My father was very close to Reb David, and I was myself close to the, not only to Reb David, but to the entire Krongles family, and I have a lot of Akar Satov to them. So, you know, so I'm going to give you some perspectives and some stories, but I think the first thing, the first lesson is just to recognize that Reb David brought the Torahs HaMusser to the shores of America, and if we see the flowering of Torah in America today with the real, true year Shemayim, Reb David was the great personality that created that link in the chain. Um, as a mechanic, he was a mechanic par excellence. That's why I saw him. When I was a young boy, uh, at a certain period in life, I used to be tutored in math. Never was very good at math. So I was tutored by his daughter, and David used to give me a little bit of a... Um, he wanted, to, give me, he wanted to, to, to influence me, so he said, you know, you're sure you have any kashas on Chumash? 
At that point, I wasn't so interested in Chumash, so I didn't have so many questions. But he says, you know what? If you have a kasha, you have a teretz on Chumash or anything, any kasha or teretz you have, so I'm going to give you 25 cents. In those days, 25 cents was for a little boy, you know, a young boy. It was something. So I would always come prepared with a few, a few questions, a few answers, and it influenced me, Shalom to learn some Chumash and to learn some Rashi. And the Rabdava sometimes would give me 50 cents, 75 cents. Could be from one day I walked out with a whole dollar. It was like, great, but I got some pocket money. But it was like an like interesting way of being Mechanech, a young boy. I was able to take him to go with him, uh, to, to be with him when he would build the sukkah in his house. And uh, Rav Dov was always a very, very handy person. My mother, Shabi Gazutin Stark, says that it was Yudu, Bechal, the Altamirs, they always had a hand, they, they were handy people. So they said that when, he's, when he, he, he had a uh, washing machine in the house, when the washing machine broke, so Rav David stayed home. And when the repairman came, Rav David stood there with him and he watched as he fixed it. And then the next time the, the, the uh, wash machine was broken, Reb David didn't call the repairman. Reb David himself fixed it. The mirrors bechal, they were like that. I heard it in Beisat Talmud, the great Rosh Hashivas, they would fix the plumbing, they would fix the electricity. They were very, very handy with their hands. I myself have not been zochet to that talent. In our house, the, the Rebetzin is the one that fixes everything, or we get an electrician or plumber to come in to fix it. But the great, great Talmud HaChachamim, they were good not only in learning, they were good in practical things as well. That's another lesson. The great Talmud HaChachamim, they were good with their, in practical things as well. They say that the stipler was also very, very... He, was, he could build things, he could make things. Ah, Rabbi Zay, these things are very, very special. Rabbi David taught the art of davening to myself. As a young boy, I was enamored uh, being one of the you know, yeshiva brats, as I like to say, and when David would daven for the Yom, the Yom and the Rayim, made a tremendous impression upon me when he exclaimed the words, HaMelech, HaMelech. It made such an impression upon myself and everybody else that was there because you truly felt that he was standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he was expressing the fact that the Rebbe is the king. In fact, when I went later on, to learn in the mirror, and I told Reb Nachum Zetzal, who knew Reb David from, from Shanghai and from, and from the mirror in Poland, he said that, uh, I said that I was able to learn by Reb David, and Reb Nachum then told me that Reb David, as a bacher in the mirror, Rabbi Ruchim had appointed him to be the Baal on Yom Arayim, which was a tremendous accolade. And the way I describe it, Reb Nachum said it, is that it means that Reb David wasn't dressed a bacher. He was, he was a younger man already when he was a bacher. The Allah is really supposed to only have an avreich, someone that's a married person is supposed to have him for the Yomit. But Rabbi Ruchim held Rabbi David in such an accord. Rabbi David had a certain, he had a serious side to him. And I'm sure with the Talmidim, he was Reik Mara B'Talmidim, which meant that he, uh, you know, he gave over the full, fa- fla- you know, full f- f- um, the full amount of Musr in the proper way, in the proper time. Um, and at the same time, he was able to, 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 to be a regular person as well. I'll tell you over two humorous stories. Before we say over two humorous stories, you might want to say, want to say over a story with my late father-in-law, of Ashalem, who passed away this year, the Rebetzin's uh, father, and he always says over, the, that was the story that he would say over constantly. He came as a young boy from Montreal, 
and he had really no yeshiva background, and he came to the yeshiva, and he had never really learned Gemara. And when he came into the base medrash, Reb David gave the bechinas, and Reb David asked him to prepare some Gemara, and then he tried to prepare it, but he really didn't know it. And Reb David, after seeing that he really didn't have the uh, skills that was needed to go into the base medrash, he just wasn't sure, and he just shook his head like, what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with this bacher? And, and my father-in-law said that he said to Reb David, Ich will learnen. Ich will learnen. I want to learn. So Reb David said, the vils learnen, gaze it and learn. You want to learn? Then go sit and learn. And Reb David accepted him into the yeshiva, and he became a Talmud from the yeshiva, became a Talmud from Reb David his whole life. He always reflected upon that, how Reb David saved him from, you know, could have been in the melting pot of the Canadian Jewry and not necessarily remain from, and because of that, he was able to have children and grandchildren who go up all because Reb David gave him the okay for him to come to the yeshiva. So Reb David also was, he was humorous, you know. Uh, I, I, heard this, I heard a story about, you know, everyone thought that Reb David was just completely, completely... Um, involved with Torah, which he was, and involved with Musa, but he was very, very practical, as I said. And I heard that his son Ezra, my childhood friend, uh, said over that many, many times Reb David would ask Talmudim to find out what the scores were in the baseball games between the Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles, because he knew that his son Ezra liked sports, and he didn't want that there should be a distance between him and his son, and he would express to Ezra sometimes, he would say, oh, I heard the, Ori- the Orioles won, the Orioles won. And there's a story I heard from a Yid, Jerry Cadden, who works in the yeshivas near Yisrael, and he said that in the summertime, most of the boys went home, but he and, um, and another Bacher, they used to stay in the summer because they lived far away from the yeshiva, and it wasn't easy those days to travel, and Rav David used to invite them to come for lunch. So one day they came for lunch, and they came in, Reb David invited them in for lunch, and then we came down. Reb David said to them, eh, Jerry, how are the birds doing? How are the birds doing? So Jerry was looking at him, he says, Rebbe, I, I haven't been to the zoo lately, so I don't know how the birds are doing. He says, no, the birds, the birds. He was trying to use the nickname for the Orioles, the birds. He said it in that Litvish accent, and they just cracked up. But Rabdavid wanted to show that he also had an interest in people's in in, in, in in the American in the American life. In the American life. And that's also a godless, a godless of greatness of character. But in the in the essence of Rabdavid, Rabdavid was the quincentennial student of Musr in Yerushamayim. He lived Yerushamayim. He if you read his Shmuzin, his Sikhus, they're literally sheer clullies on the Avodas HaMusr, and he exhorted the Talmudim in their Yisrael to become true Yer Shemayim, and he was very, very successful in creating a whole dynamics. You know, Ner Yisrael had this great personality, Rav Rudiman Zatzal, the Rosh Hashiva, was a Gain Adir, and Reb David was also a Gain. Reb David's godless was not only in the Musr, but he was a great, great Talmud Chacham. He, his Sefer that he wrote when he was in in uh, Shanghai, on Zrayim, Divrei David is really a classic sefer that people were in a spell from afterwards. He was a gadol b'tayra, and he was a gadol b'yira. And, um, 
you know, I always say over that uh, the story, which uh, I've used many, many times, especially recently when I went to visit America, I said over the story, how I went away to learn as a young boy in the yeshiva in Staten Island. I was in, I loved basketball, and there was no, there was a basketball court, but I can give the shortened version this, on this time. And uh, the only thing they were missing was a basketball. They had a basketball court without a basketball. You know what that's like? That's like having, you know, chomped without any meat inside of it. You know, it's just, it's just not the same. It's even less than that. And then what happened was, Rav David was coming up, and my mother sent up a, a duffel bag with a basketball, and then I ended up waiting for that basketball so impatiently. And then when it came, I went out with my friends. To make the long story short, you might have said it over a few times already, I dropped the basketball on the, on the, on the porch, and the story happens that the basketball made the sound boing, boing, boing. Everyone was laughing, including the rabbeim, and the only one that wasn't laughing was Reb David. And Reb David said, Yeshua, gay, nem the ball and spiel. Go spiel ball, go play ball. Because Reb David, he was the Avodah Hamusa. He saw clearly that I was being embarrassed from this episode, and he understood that a young boy has to go play ball. So it showed a great, great aspect of both Avodah Hamusa and also being a, um, and being a person that was um, careful in the midas that a young boy shouldn't be embarrassed and make sure that the young boy should feel that it's important for him to play ball as well. The, you know, this story that I write in the book is such a fantastic story about Rav David's connection to the historical Mir Yeshiva, and we know that Rav David was... Um, Talmud from Yerucham, and the whole yeshiva went through, the Mir yeshiva went through the famous story of the miracle of being saved and being sent to Shanghai, and there they learned with tremendous hasmada, and Reb David was one of the great Talmudim in the yeshiva at that point. And he, um, and eventually he made it to the shores of America, became the Mashkiach in the yeshiva. After World War II, I don't know exactly how long afterwards, the American military had captured the German territories and they found that the Germans had ransacked all the yeshivas and all the great batimidrashim and they had planned to build like a, a, a museum. Like they, they were going to show that the Jews were completely extinct and this is like an old extinct nation. And they had all the books in Svarim and the American government decided that they're not going to let the Germans keep those books they just sent many of those farms to the new yeshivas that were opening up, or were opened up, and a big uh, batch of boxes of svarim came to yeshivas near Yisrael. And it was from the Holocaust. The yeshivas at Tzal, Rav Rudiman, also was a great Balmuser. He said he didn't feel that he wants to be the one to open up the boxes of svarim, because he himself had not gone through the difficulties, the Tsarists of the Holocaust. While Reb David went through the complete difficulties and he lost his entire family and he was in Shanghai the whole time. So he wanted to be Mechabed. Reb David opened up the box. And Reb David went and he opened up the box and he opened up the, and he took out the first Sefer. When he took out the first Sefer, he almost fainted. He opened up the book and he, and he almost fainted. The Talmidim, they were bewildered. What happened over here? And Reb David said, Reb David showed the Sefer. The Sefer was the Sefer Sichus Musr from his Rebbe, Rebbe Ruchim. 
and in it was his name. This was his private copy from all of the Svarim that were sent, all the different yeshivas and everything else. A sefer came out of the Holocaust, which connected Reb David back to his Rebbe, Rebbe Rucham. And it was a tremendous hashkacha pratis, really a miracle. And it showed Reb David like a bechina of a nes, almost a nes goloi, how Reb David, how the Rabbanushim was watching over him, the Rabbanushim was reuniting him back to his sefer that connected him back to Reb Yerucham. Ah! Reb David's imprint is really beyond the, you know, beyond the scope that we can really say just words about it, but we take a look today at at, at the city of Baltimore, we take a look at all the Talmudim that went with the yeshiva, and, uh, you know, Rav David created a dynamics that there's the Torah's Hamusser, which is learned seriously. He had a seriousness about him, and the Avodah of learning the Mishra Sisharim and learning Rabbi Shol Salanter, and learning the Nefesh Achayim. He was a bucky in many, many areas. Uh, tremendous Talmud Chacham, a tremendous Lamdan, and a tremendous Machanech. And we'll, we're going to end off with the, the, the story which I say at the end that I heard B'Shem Rabbi Nubiger Zetzal, who he himself was affected by Reb David, because when Rabbi Nubiger, who was a German-born uh, uh, Jew, and he went to learn the Mir, Rabbi Ruchim appointed Reb David to give over the Musa talks to the B'nai Chutzlars, because the B'nai Chutzlars, it was like a whole different world. And Reb David had the capacity to be able to bring things down to the practical levels. And therefore, Rabbi Nubiger always felt this attachment to Reb David. And eventually, he was able to get Reb David to come to Mashkiach after the war. And um, Reb David and Rabbi Nubiger said over that Reb Lazy Yehuda Finkel, the great Rashiv of the Mir, said over that Reb David is given a Lamdan. Reb David was a Lamdan. He was a great, great Torah scholar. But there were a lot of great Torah scholars in the mirror, maybe even bigger than him. Reb David is given a Bal Musar. No, they were Bal Musar that were maybe bigger than him in the mirror, but he was a Bal Musar. Reb David is given a Ishalach, he was a Paisik. Reb David in Baltimore used to Paskin Shilas. He says there were bigger Paiskim, Piske Alachis. Reb David is given a Gewaldike Bal Tfila. No, it could be there were bigger ones. I don't know if he said those words or not. But the main thing is that there was no one that encompassed all of the different qualities of Torah, Musr, Psakhalacha, Mechanech, Baltfila. Those were the things that Reb David encompassed within himself. In that respect, he was a one of a kind. So I think if we want to give the postscript on the greatness of Reb David, Reb David, he was the link in the chain between European. Yiras Hashem, and he brought it to the shores of America and was able to plant it into the world where the, 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 the words in those days weren't about Yiras Hashem. It was about the Orioles, the birds, the baseball. But Reb David was able to make it, make it happen. And I remember I used to walk with Reb David a lot. I used to walk him home and hold my hand. And I remember when he came back from marriage to Israel and he told me over a story that he met my brother, my older brother, Eliezer Moshe, and he told me, ah, I was so happy to see him, and I saw the tremendous change in him. He said, I couldn't imagine the change that took place when he went to learn in Yeshiva and called Torah in Eretz Yisrael, and I wanted to give him something. And Rabbi Yeshua, I, I wanted to give him, 
I gave him $100, which in those days was a veritable, veritable fortune. But Reb Dovid said, if I had a million dollars, I would have given him a million dollars. And if, that's what Reb Dovid made such an impact upon me, that Reb Dovid said, when you see the change in a person, how a person changes, when a person becomes a different person, a person becomes a bentaira, does a million dollars, made a tremendous impression upon me. Reb Dovid was the one that showed us that being a bentaira, being a Yerushamayim, being a person that's connected to the Messiah, that's worth more than everything else in the world. But he did it in a way where he didn't necessarily take away our character, our American character. So I think if we'll put the final touches to this podcast, we'll just say that Reb David was the one that made Musser accessible for all the American Talmudim growing up in America. And 50 years after his patira, we can see the great, great Paris that came out from this great man. Yehizich Rebaruch, and we should remember Reb David Krongle, Zeich Tzadik Levracha, L'Tayv, Hashem. On this day, where we're entering into Asar B'Tevis, this should be what we reflect upon, this should be what we should try to be, Chayzer, Asalz B'Tshuva, Hashem, will be Zeich to the building of the Beis HaMikdash, Meher of Yemein Amen. wishing everyone a wonderful evening. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.